Hello, hello, and welcome back, beautiful, amazing moms, dads, everybody in the midst of it all. It is now, you know, a fresh week. I hope you're having an amazing week. I hope your week is more just grand than the last, better than the last. It goes faster than the last. It's, you know, the mommy files of a new black mom. We're back. We're here. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, and good night. If you don't know where that's from, look it up. It's a great movie. Um, and today's episode is, you know, back at it with one of my favorite topics, babies, kids, children. This is why we're here, folks. This is why we're here. <laughs> so this week's episode is about capital punishment. <laughs> and the reason I call it capital punishment is because we briefly discussed this over other episodes, but today I had it on my mind and I discussed it with a couple of good girlfriends, a couple of good moms, a couple of old school moms, and even my own mom briefly on discipline. And the reason we got on the topic of disciplining was because I take it upon myself to say, you know, however you raise your child is how your child should be raised. And I say that because I believe in spankings, popping, you know, whoopings, whatever you want to call it, but to an extent. Now, my mom being old-fashioned as she is, she was like, well, you got a whooping. Your kids can get whoopings. Anybody can get a whooping. Now, in today's society, whoopings are frowned upon heavy. One, because parents were beating their kids to death. Period. No ifs, no ands, no ram or reason. It was literally parents just literally beating the dog shit out of their kids in a way of somewhat in their brain disciplining them. So they became this very fine line between ass whooping and beatings. And the fine line came from, are you beating your kids with a point or a purpose? Are you disciplining your kids? Are you just whipping them out of just feeling like that's your last resort? And this topic is very touchy because it becomes separated by age and by race. My husband is, you know, a great deal older than me and he's very firm in whoopings, popping, beating, even the baby, when she does bad things, like put dirt in her mouth, he pops her. Now, some people be like, okay, she's one. Why would you pop her? But if you don't teach her right from wrong, if you don't teach her that putting something that's not food or learning that this is not food, don't put it in your mouth, she will continually do it and get herself sick. So it's a matter of rearing the child. Now, I know that some people just have a form of parenting where they rather be feared than respected. I myself rather be respected than feared. I don't want my kids to fear me. I don't want my kids to fear my wrath or when they see me, they tighten up their buttholes like, oh my God. And the reason I say that is because my parents had an up and down kind of relationship with that with me where I used to get a whooping every day. I was a very bad, mischievous, very into lying and hiding and sneaking things. And for me, it was not productive to just give me a conversation. My parents would put me in timeout. I would find my way to weasel and do other things. They would put me in a corner and I would find a coloring book to color. They would tell me to go to, you know, go to my room. I would watch TV. Like there was no form of discipline that actually clicked for me. My parents felt like the last resort was therapy or, you know, continually beating me because they felt like they had conversated. They had timed out. They had decided every little, you know, empathetic, super, you know, kid rich, you know, choice other than literally just thinking I was crazy that they could come up with 
Now, as parents, we make the decision. And I say we because it's, most of the time, if you're parents, there's two of us. And even if you have a, a you know, a, a sperm donor or an absentee mom who just happened to be, she's not even a mom. She's just a carrier. Because I don't like when people make it seem like men are the only one, ones that abandon families. I have seen a lot of cases of men with their kids full time with no mom. And it baffled me because I was like, yo, how could you be a mom and not be a mom? And one of my good friends, she's in that situation where she had her son really young and his father took full custody of him. And she ended up having kids later on. And she has a very great bonded relationship with her kids who live with her and with her son that it took a while for them to get in a place where he looked at her as his mom because he was raised in the home without her. And it's very strange, even if you go through a divorce, when you go through a divorce and the parents are chosen, the kids normally go with the mom unless she is completely just a shitty person, a horrible example, cannot you know be deemed as suitable. But it's a very hard thing to separate a kid from their mom. So one of the reasons I, I brought that up was because when you're making a decision about how you're going to discipline your children, it should be a team effort. It should not be... Well, I'm a beater and you just go ahead to deal with it. If you don't want to, you know, discipline your child that way or if you have different ways of how you plan on disciplining your children, you need to have that conversation before you have a child. And the reason I say that, because if you don't view things in the same way, you're going to end up in a fight. You're going to specifically end up saying, I don't want to beat our kids and you're beating them or that's not how I want to discipline them. But if that's their way of disciplining and you have never had this conversation, you have already set yourself up for failure. Now... For most black families and black being a very generalized statement, black people believe in beatings. It's a very almost learned trait where you rarely find a black parent who has never popped or spanked their kid. And it's very weird because we came from slavery where beating was a normal, you know, way of getting uh, getting the slaves kind of in line that we as black people have adapted it to our everyday lifestyle when it came to disciplining our children. And it's such a thing that people don't think so depth in. And it's funny because <laughs> when I had this conversation with other parents, that was the first thing that said, you know, black people use beating as a way of discipline, but we were beat for discipline and they don't even realize that. And I was like, Wow, I think people realize it, but they don't put two and two and make four. They look at it like a whole separate entity. They look at slavery mindset very different from their now new age mindset. Like they've learned something new and they haven't. They're still doing the same old shit. Now, I am not in the business of supporting what you don't support. And I'm never going to say you need to beat your child. I feel like if you're going to discipline your child, one, you need to have a group discussion with whoever your mate with is. And I say a group discussion being you and your husband, your wife, your girlfriend, your baby mother, whoever, however you decide to discipline your kids. Because if you find out, you know, your husband's beating or your stepfather or whoever, you know, disciplining their kid differently, you're going to feel some type of way. And if you choose that you're not going to beat your kid and then you find out, you know, your baby father beat your son. He comes home crying and screaming about daddy beat me. You gonna be ready to fight. Now, what are the alternatives? We're gonna take a quick break and we'll get to what the alternatives are. Because sometimes I don't think parents look at alternatives. And it's a very white, Caucasian type of situation. But 
can the alternatives mean something more? I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be back. So we're back and we were talking about the alternative. Now what most people don't realize is what the alternative is as far as what's your other choices, what's your best decision, what's a different choice that kind of I don't know. We as parents don't always find interest in. And one of the things I wish, especially because I feel as though I missed out on, was having conversations with my mom and my dad. And it may sound like a really hard decision when you're upset with your kids. But... I think that's a a form of discipline that doesn't get used enough. It's conversation. And the reason I say that is because, like I told you before, I don't put my hands on my stepchildren. It's not my belief. It's not my thing. But when we have conversations and we actually have real-life discussions on the behavior and the choices that they made, it vibe different. It hit different. It it has a whole different conversation because you have to explain to me Because I'm not going to beat you. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to scream at you. But you got to explain to me why the decision that you made was a good one. And back it up. And if you knew better. And what you think you should be disciplined. And how you got to have these conversations on how kids view the actions that they do. Now, this might sound far-fetched and crazy. But look at it like this. If your parents asked you, why did you sneak out to a party? Would you have been honest? Would you tell them that you felt as though you are responsible enough and you show that you're responsible and that you want freedom to express yourself or go into safe environments? One of the biggest things that I learned, especially with my dad growing up, because my mom lived in another country, was that I got more with him when I asked than if I snuck and lied. When I asked my dad about going to parties and giving him the whole details and asking him about certain stuff, he might not have always said yes. And I might have been pissed, but a lot of times that he did say yes, it was because I was honest with him. When he stopped, you know, get, when, when we had a conversation and he stopped just always assuming that I was trying to be sneaky or get over on shit, we actually grew as a parent and child because he understood that I wasn't sneaking on the phone to purposely disobey him. But I couldn't sleep. And sometimes it helped me to talk to people. I had nightmares. I was up all night. But he didn't realize that and didn't know that because we never had a conversation. Or he felt like I would lie about, you know, where I, where I got money or if I stole something. He didn't realize that, you know, I didn't find it fair that I wanted to be able to buy things that I liked, but I had no option to do so. Or that I had all these strict rules about me doing good in school and I did good in school and didn't have any kind of reward for doing more than the average, going above and beyond, making sure things were done. Like, we have real life conversation. Because at the end of the day, your kids have to learn how to conversate and use their words and not necessarily be so quick 
to to be you know ready to fight because that's why they wonder why their kids are so quick to use their hands or to be violent but if your kid doesn't have any real you know conversation skills what other choice do they have if your kid can't defend to their boss why they did what they did how do you expect them to learn because that's how i look at it kids are like employees they're going to fuck up. They're going to do shit wrong. They're going to cost you money. They're going to make make you have a headache. All that good shit. But if you don't teach your children how to properly defend themselves in a way where they can actually explain their actions, defend their actions, and properly put themselves in a position that if someone asks them why they did something, they can explain, I chose this decision because of X, Y, and Z. The other thing is keeping your children busy and active. It may not seem like discipline, but when your kids don't have free time or idle time, as my mother used to call it, it makes it very hard for them to do bad things because they don't have the free time to do so. One of the things I appreciate is, you know, my parents putting us in a sport, putting us in an activity, giving us something to do, whether it be, you know, read a book, color, find a craft, find something you like and be great at it. My brother drew, my other brother played sports. I played sports. I read, I wrote poetry. I did all these things before I was actually, you know, a teenager that kept me so busy, but it gave me time to express myself. It gave me time to express my feelings. And like my stepdaughter, my oldest one, she's very deep in her feelings, very deep. But she loves having music and ways to express herself that sometimes what she wants from us is the ability to do so. But what parents do is don't always give them the space to do that. Most of the time you find kids who do crafts or do projects or who are super artistic, their parents gave them the artistic freedom to do things. So they were able to hone their craft and make their craft theirs. One of the harder parts is as a parent, kind of blossoming your children to make choices that you may not like. You don't like that your kid likes to cut up her clothes, but she wants to be a fashion designer. So for her, cutting up her clothes is a way of expressing how she wants something to look. You may not like that your child likes to paint toenails, can paint the dog's toenails. But... She's an artist who likes to paint and she's going to use whatever tool and craft she can to paint. You may not like that your son wants to always play video games, but he likes working on computers and being a tinker. So literally he's honing his craft. We as parents don't know how to always allow our children to hone their craft and then get mad when they try to find ways to do it. And don't know how to express themselves. The other thing, which is not popular, especially in the black community, is putting our kids in therapy. A lot of times our kids are going through things that they don't know how to express, that they don't know how to talk about, that they don't realize is trauma. And then when they try to express it, it comes off like they're not disciplined or they don't know this or they're acting out. But are we giving our children a fair chance 
with really expressing things that have happened in their life or has happened where they can talk about pain or talk about hurt or talk about loss or talk about any struggle they may be going through that might feel detrimental to them, but we don't know about. So I say all this to say, find alternatives. I'm not all about beating. I like to have conversation. And conversation isn't always the key, but there's other alternatives in talking and getting things out. How are we growing the plants that are our children? You have to water them, feed them, change their soil, fertilize them, whatever way you want to put it for them to grow. But when they don't grow, it's our fault as parents. As parents, we have so many tools to teach our children the better way of doing things, the smarter way of making things, the choices that they should make. Not to say they're always going to make the right choice, but what are we enabling and what are we hindering? Are we beating them every time they do something wrong without getting an explanation, without seeing their mindset, without knowing their or their purpose? We as parents have these deep thoughts on what's right and what's wrong, but we learned that after many years of mistakes and many years of trial and error. I was watching one of my little favorite shows and the girl said she ran away from her home at 17 and she was estranged from her parents for 10 years where she lived with drag queens. She worked in strip clubs. She did all type of crazy stuff and her and her mother had this very awkward, very separate life that seems baffling to me, but because she couldn't do and be herself, the first thing she thought was, I have to leave. Do you want that to be the only choice? And with kids killing themselves and finding ways to express themselves in such a negative space, we as parents have to find a way to give them a positive, safe space at home. Give them a safe space that they understand. Give them a safe space that they can learn. Give them a safe space to express. If we don't give them that, what are we giving them? That's all I got this week. I love you for listening, and I'm out.